Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 743 of the Juicebox Podcast. On this episode of Bold Beginnings, Jenny Smith and I are going to talk about stacking. Don't forget the Bold Beginnings series is all about things that listeners of the Juicebox podcast wish they would have known in the beginning. While you're listening today, don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you enjoy Jenny Smith and you'd like to hire her, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. If you're liking what you're hearing in the Bold Beginnings series and want to expound, learn more, you're looking for the Defining Diabetes episodes and the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes. There are lists of them at the Facebook page, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, in the Featured tab. That's a private group with over 27,000 members. If you're not on Facebook, check out JuiceboxPodcast.com or just search in your favorite audio app. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. Take the right insulin dose at the right time. The InPen is a reusable smart insulin pen that uses Bluetooth technology to send dose information to your mobile app, offering dose calculations and tracking. InPen helps take some of the mental math out of your diabetes management. You can get started right now with InPen at InPenToday.com. Or perhaps you're ready to talk to a healthcare provider about InPen. Again, InPenToday.com. Head over there now to hear about the app that has current glucose on it, meal history, dosing history, and much more. Like dosing reminders, carb counting support, and a digital logbook. Lighten your diabetes management load with InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. Seriously, InPenToday.com. Just head over now and check it out. InPen is an insulin pen that you may pay as little as $35 for. Offer is available to people with commercial insurance. Terms and conditions apply. But $35 for an insulin pen that talks to an app on your phone and keeps track of things? Not unlike an insulin pump. This sounds like something you want to learn more about. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information, visit InPenToday.com. What do we have here? I closed my exercise ring for the day. Just an Already? FYI there. I just wanted to tell you that. That's all. They got a little notification on my watch that popped up. It's like your exercise ring has been closed for the day. Like, great. It's 11 o'clock. Jenny's done exercising All right, already. Oh, it's 10 o'clock my time. Oh, my goodness. That's true. I've so <laughs> far accomplished showering and letting the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dog gets very fussy if he doesn't get a walk. So, you know, oh, he you... gets his walk in the morning time and all those kinds. And, stuff. you know, walking treadmill helps. And Yes, that's true. Sometimes when Jenny pops on the camera, she's bouncing up and down a little bit. On my treadmill, yes. You're I love my desk treadmill. It's awesome. I know you do. By the way, you should have seen um, when I was doing the Omnipod 5 series with Carrie. 
and we were doing different modules basically. And she's never done this before. So when uh-huh. I started up the second one, I'm like, Hey, Carrie, how are you? And she was like, what? <laughs> Cause I was like, I like acting like we were starting over. So right. I, I just went through and I was like, all right, you're right. Probably the people listening know we recorded this all in one day. She's like, yeah, I would think they would. I was like, <laughs> but was- when they go up as, as different episodes, it, it's important to sort of have an intro. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm back to talk to you again, you yeah, know? I agree. So. so hello, Jenny. I'm back to talk to you again about the Bold Beginning series. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about stacking. So cool. um, I think if people listen to the podcast long enough, they're going to hear me or you or any number of people say it's not stacking if you need it. That's bolusing. Um, but Correct you're going to get told by a clinician not to stack your insulin. Correct. Right. And you'll get told that whether you're MDI, multiple daily injections, or you are on a pump. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what. Um, And I think that there's an interesting learning piece here that goes a little bit deeper. But if you're at all on an algorithm-driven pump, Mm -hmm. you will learn a little bit more about how stacking when, as you said, when it's needed actually becomes really important because you can see when your algorithm is starting to give more and you can learn from that, even if you ended up going back to manual, like insulin delivery. Um, So I think the concept of stacking, unfortunately, needs to be revisited in terms of how we teach people about it. Um, And I love the fact, just what you said about if it's not stacking, if there's a reason for you to give extra insulin. Right. So let's give some historical context because you just said something I've I'm now hearing you say a number of times over the, over the past couple of months is that back in the day when people were just using meters and probably not even using them that, that frequently. um, Right. The idea of you just putting in insulin and putting in more insulin, putting in more insulin because you saw a high number was purposeless, really. Right. Right. You know, because you didn't you didn't know why you were doing it other than I have a big number and I wish it would come down. Correct. And so doctors would tell you, look, don't stack because let's be clear why. Right. Say you eat a meal. And um, the meal should have gotten six units of insulin, but for whatever reason, you gave it three units of insulin. Then you test Mm -hmm. your blood sugar two hours later, and your blood sugar is 300. You put in a whole bunch of insulin. You test again in an hour because now you're worried your blood sugar is still 300. So you put in a whole bunch more insulin, and then eventually everything in your stomach gets digested. It's gone. There's nothing left to hold that blood sugar up, and you come flying down because you have way too much insulin in you. So that's an it's a simplified way to think about it. And there are reasons and there are ways I should say to understand how much insulin would impact that high number. You're not going to learn that in this episode, but that's what stacking is. It's just stacking up insulin on top of itself more and more and more now. And I think what it brings in is the concept of understanding insulin on board then. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, In the past, we weren't really in years, years ago in the past, we weren't taught about that active insulin time period. So stacking was a really important piece that was, there was a lot of caution to it. Yeah. Because people weren't told, hey, if you take insulin now, it's going to be working for this many hours going forward. If you correct this next 
amount of insulin you take has its own timeline of action beyond that first bolus that you took. Yeah. I want to say that I saw there's a lot of content creators now. I'm making air quotes because of uh, <laughs> because of apps like TikTok and things like that. And it's it's seeped into the diabetes space, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that content that's scarier, you know, is more interesting than telling everybody that puppies are nice and the world's a good place to be. That's not a good way to get people to watch your stuff. Of so I'm course. seeing a number of people, younger people, feeding their low, their scary low blood sugars on, you know, on apps and stuff like that. So these are probably situations where people used way too much insulin or didn't understand the impact of their exercise or of the different foods that they were eating. And so I don't want to, I don't want to, I am not a person who's like blithely like stacking. <laughs> That's not real. It's very not real. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you, 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 you definitely could do yourself in with stacking very easily. But there are other things to understand. And then once you understand them, there is a way to use insulin where you're not just mindlessly doing it and it's going to end in some super low blood sugar later. There Correct. is a, there is a way to use more insulin effectively. So Absolutely. Yeah. So uh let's see. Somebody told me I wish somebody would give me the actual definition of stacking and that insulin to cover food can be at any time. See, this is a big one. That's a huge that's absolutely. It's what you started out with. If you're giving insulin for a reason, right. You need the insulin. Yeah. Because somebody <laughs> told uh, eventually uh, I think originally you get told you can't stack up insulin and that you should check after three hours if you've bolus. So they make it seem like you eat and then you can't do anything else for three hours, right? But what if right. you what if you made a great bolus that was really working and three hours from now you were going to see the blood sugar that you desired, but two hours after you ate, you decide to have a handful of grapes. The people then eat the grapes and don't bolus because they don't want to stack their insulin. Right. Yes, because somebody was not clear about what stacking is. It that's bolusing. <laughs> Correct. Right. The thing I said in the beginning with a three hundred blood sugar, that's stacking. Um, yes. Yeah. So okay. and thankfully today we've got a number of devices and things that can help you to keep track of the insulin that you have dosed at a specific time. That can help you to remember or visually see how much insulin is left from that bolus at noon now that you want to eat grapes two or three hours later and will help you determine what is a safe amount of insulin to take. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, I think some of those are under underreported in terms of benefit of use. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so, well, the the um the attempt to not stack insulin by people has, I've seen it ruin some holidays. That's for sure. Yes. Thanksgiving, Christmas days where there's spreads out and people are grazing and things like that. And you're, you know, running around telling your kid, don't touch that. Don't eat that. You can't have that now. Like, you know, you can totally have all that. Like, it just. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Holidays or anything like that. Um, 100% a stacking episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't consider and it's not stacking. That's that's right. It, right? It's I'm going to eat this, I'm going to nibble this, I'm going to have some of that, and each of them requires its own little amount of insulin. Right. So if your settings are good, if your basal's right and your insulin to carb ratio is close and you understand different impacts of different foods, which I know already sounds like a lot, but if that's the case, you can wake up in the morning, pre-bolus your meal, eat your breakfast, eat again two hours later, you could eat constantly throughout the day and bolus every time you eat. I would still, you know, depending, I guess I would say, unless you're low, 
I would continue to pre-bolus like right. the snacking along the way um, because all things being equal, meaning all the settings are correct and you're understanding the impacts of your food, insulin works the way it works and the carbs hit your system the way that your carbs hit your system. That's it. Correctly. It's not going to change. And there, there are some concepts too, especially once you start using a, a smarter device, let's say a pump instead of using just multiple daily injections. And if you're trying to be a little bit cautious while you're learning to give insulin more frequently, the idea of using things like an extended bolus or whatnot still allows you to give the insulin without it all being given at one time. Yeah. So you can see the effect. Did it work? Should I have given it all? Because, well, gosh, now I'm having a rise in my blood sugar. I was trying to be cautious. Those are some of the things that you can do to learn to feel okay about adding more insulin for when it's needed. Right. I mean, the the statements here, please explain stacking, tell people they should learn about stacking, or this person who said, I only, I wouldn't let my kid eat except for after a certain amount of time had passed. And so, you know, kind of sad and sucks. Uh, anyway, yeah. do, you, do you see anything else to add to that? Because um, it's not- well, I think that's a good overview. Yeah. I think you can um, definitely learn more in the Pro Tip series, in the Defining Diabetes series about stacking. And um, there's an episode somewhere called uh, Crush It and Catch It, which would be kind of like advanced understanding of yes. stacking. I yes. <laughs> That's but, definitely advanced. Yes, That's, it's way yes. advanced. But um, <laughs> it, it is a little bit of how I uh, – it's funny because in an earlier episode, right, we were talking about um, – we're talking about pre-bolusing in the in the uh, bowl beginnings, and I told a story about how I took a high blood sugar and ate a high carb, and I took Arden's high blood sugar and an incoming high carb meal, and used pre-bolusing to get it down. But in truth, I also used stacking a little bit. I also stacked up a bunch of different boluses, but not in a bad way. I put them in like places where I knew they were going to do a good job for me. Thanks so much to InPen from Medtronic Diabetes for sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Check it out at InPenToday.com. If you can't remember that, there are also links at JuiceBoxPodcast.com and links in the show notes of the podcast player you're probably listening in right now. And if you're not listening in a podcast player, I mean, can you please subscribe and follow in a podcast app? It helps the show and honestly, it's easier for you. The episodes come right to your phone, and the phone is right with you constantly. Mine's right here. See? I just picked it up. Everyone always has their phone. So let me just tell you again, because I know there are a lot of episodes of the podcast. If you're looking for the Defining Diabetes episodes, or for the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes, they're, of course, right in your podcast player. Just go to all episodes, and you scroll around, and you can find them or search and find them by searching for something like diabetes pro tip or defining diabetes. There are also lists available on the private Facebook group, which by the way is completely free, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. So not only are you going to find a Facebook group with 27,000 members in it, people just like you who are sharing experiences and ideas, but at the featured tab at the top, you'll find all the lists of not just these series, but all of the series that exist within the podcast. And there are many. 
There's even a special website, diabetesprotip.com, where the Defining Diabetes and Diabetes Pro Tip episodes are, even if you just need it to see the episode numbers that correlate with each episode. So you can go back to your podcast app and, and look for that episode. I may have just made that sound more difficult than it is. Juiceboxpodcast.com, diabetesprotip.com, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook, or just scroll through your podcast app or use the search feature. The Defining Diabetes series is amazing, as is the Diabetes Pro Tip series. You don't want to miss it. If you've been enjoying these Bold Beginnings episodes and you want to dig down deeper, those two other series, those are the place to go. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.